In this episode of TAC TikTok, Jacqueline and I caught up with Eric Liebler. Eric is a clinical researcher and works to support the scientific and medical affairs efforts. He's an author with over 50 papers focused on the clinical use of NVNS technology. This is non-invasive vagal nerve stimulation technology. And in this specific article that he is reviewing, which appears in the November 2022 issue of The American Chiropractor, Eric talks about this novel approach to the prevention of menstrual migraine. Listen on to hear what Eric has to say. So welcome, welcome, Eric Liebler, author of Non-Invasive Vagal Nerve Stimulation, a novel non-drug approach to the prevention of menstrual migraine, which appeared in the November 2022 issue of the American Chiropractor magazine. This is TAC Tick Talk. I'm the editor of the magazine, Dr. Joe Bush. I'm a chiropractor, graduated from National University of Health Sciences in 2006. This is my sister and publisher, Jacqueline Toussard. So... Anyways, welcome to the program. Can you tell us a bit about your experience? You've got an extensive experience in neurology and research. Sure. So I've been working in neurology for about 30 years. Began really in 1991 with Athena Neurosciences. So that's on the pharma side of the world. My career is pretty much about two main segments, two thirds or two decades in pharmaceuticals and, and neurological products, chemicals, drugs. And then about 10 years with medical devices, specifically non-invasive vagal nerve stimulation. So through that time, I've been primarily involved with clinical research. That means testing different drugs to see if they're helpful in patients. It could be patients with Parkinson's, epilepsy, and of course, many efforts in migraine. In fact, in migraine, I've been involved three different times, helped develop Frovertriptan, which is one of the classic triptans for acute migraine. Then dequilfenac potassium for oral solution. That's a fancy term for a powder version of a, of a main non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And most recently with, with GammaCore, which is the non-invasive VNS device, which I wrote about in this, in this story. Then along that time, I've also spent about 14 years with the American Academy of Neurology on their board of trustees. Well, then, it sounds like you're definitely qualified. So you've spent quite a bit of your effort in the area of migraine treatment, but you mentioned some other things such as Parkinson's. So now where does the vagal nerve come in? How did you get the idea that this was an influential effector of health, including migraine and potentially even up to Parkinson's? Yeah. And in fact, the, the, the fascinating thing about the vagus is it's, of course, the, the body's longest, largest, most integrated nerve. And that's something that's going to be very familiar to your audience in particular, because sometimes us neurocentric people or are, it's all about the brain all the time. But of course, the brain only can act and react to information coming from the rest of the body. That sensing nerve is the vagus. Consider it the body's superhighway. So it's sensing what's going on within your system and bringing that information up to the brain so the brain can react. Now, that makes the vagus interesting. It's why we're studying it not just in migraine, but in areas like gastroparesis, like post-traumatic stress disorders. But in migraine specifically, there's multiple mechanisms or triggers, is what the real world would think about it, that causes a migraine. Red wine can be a trigger. Lack of sleep can be a migraine. Screaming kids or dogs in the background can be a trigger. And people sometimes tend to know what that trigger is. When the migraine happens, Many circuits of the body misfire. It's like the circuit breaker snaps, clicks, you know, and you will why the lights go out. In that case, though, what the person feels is pain, you feel head pain, 
They can get nauseous. They can become sensitive to light. They can become sensitive to sound. We trigger the vagus with our handheld device, and it helps reset those circuit breakers. Decreases the brain, decreases nausea, helps make you able to move on with your day. Now explain that. What kind of sensory input are you giving to the vagus? I believe I've experienced it at one of these seminars where it kind of has some probes and you apply it in a certain area on the neck. But yeah, so our what's device, the of this? So, and actually it's interesting. What makes our device kind of the secret sauce of our device? Vagal nerve stimulation itself has been explored for centuries. Okay. They used to use what they called a black torpedo fish, putting it on the head of Greek emperors. So think about ancient medicine. They're taking an electric eel and sticking it on the head. Fast forward to the late 1990s, 1980s, the first vagal nerve stimulator was an implanted device. You got to go into the surgeon's office, open up your neck and your chest cavity, put two loop electrodes around the vagus nerve and a battery pack in your chest. That's FDA approved for treatment of refractory epilepsy and depression. So mm-hmm. people saw the FDA and, and neurologists around the world saw the benefits of vagal nerve stimulation. But I, you know, my version of minimally, minimally invasive surgery, Joe, is surgery on you. I don't want surgery on you. So our device right. takes out the surgery, and that's why it's maybe a potentially valuable addition to a chiropractor's office, a neurologist's office. You can take this, you prescribe it, patient takes it home, they apply it on the side of the neck. And a treatment is two two-minute stimulations, four minutes total. That is an electric signal, which essentially turns on the vagus. It trips the nerve. The technical term would be depolarizing the nerve, kind of telling the nerve that, hey, there's an issue here. Let's go and rebalance the system. Well, that sounds amazing. I'm going to jump in here because I, thank goodness, growing up in a chiropractic family, have never had the experience of migraines, but I have friends who do, and it will shut down and run their entire lives. So I wanted to jump in and ask, because from a chiropractor standpoint, of course, there's many chiropractors and techniques who might say that they successfully treat migraines. But obviously the question is, is how does this complement and work in? And I'm guessing that you've got percentages of the population that nothing ever seems to work for. So that's what I'm curious about with your research and how that works. So we're fortunate that for sometimes, I think when many people, and this of course is an issue you as chiropractors understand better than most, people think first in the kind of tradition of Western medicine of give me a pill, I need a chemical, I need a drug, you give me a pill, it's going to make me better. Mm -hmm. There's no single pill for many indications, certainly not for migraine. So migraine sometimes needs to affect the vestibular system, your balance, It can affect women. My article is about specifically women with menstrual migraine or menstrually related migraine. So no pill works usually more than 30, 40% of the time. You could also do different manipulations or maneuvers. But all these patients may not know what their trigger is. They may want something that they can simply walk outside, put in their pocketbook or in their backpack, carry it with them at any time. In our data, the other thing that we've seen is that we were, and we're FDA cleared, not just for acute, for treating that one attack, but for prevention. And that is something rare among drugs or devices. Typically, you get a drug that tries to do one thing and you try and avoid off-target effects, which we would call side effects. We did separate studies in acute migraine. And in acute migraine, if you use our device for four minutes, about 40% of the people 
are going to have half of their migraines go away within a couple of hours. For prevention, if you want to use it every day or in the area of menstrual migraine, just around that time of menses, you do it for that period of one to two weeks and it can knock away again about half of the days you experience migraine at all. So for a chiropractor or a doctor who's got the patient looking at what's my toolbox? What am I going to have available to me to either knock out a migraine today or help prevent it tomorrow? We're a wonderful complementary agent. Mm-hmm. So your article was, a, I'm sorry to interrupt, Jacqueline, but no, you, you did mention that it was hormonal migraine. Does this translate into, I mean, this, the article specifically focused on that. Does that also affect other types of migraines? Sure. So we're actually cleared for all forms of migraine, acute, preventive, episodic, chronic. We're also approved for a rarer but much more powerful form of headache known as cluster headache. And I wrote about menstrual migraine because, of course, there's a segment of the audience that says, okay, I know what my trigger is. It's that week or five days during the month when my estrogen levels are changing. And in fact, I learned from a clinician in North Carolina that only a 10 microgram change in estrogen can be that trigger. But a young woman who knows that that's their trigger and that their migraines are clustered around, for lack of a better word, that actual time of the month, they don't want to take a pill every day. Why should they take a pill every day that might have side effects when they know it's going to be this week? In our case, we did in our study that I report in your journal that we said, okay, you know when your menses is starting, but start using gamma core two to three days before and through your menses. And by doing just that, eight to 11 days during the month, they decreased half of their attacks for the entire month. That's transformative. Jacqueline, what were you going to... Well, I was going to ask then too, okay, because it sounded to me like you'd mentioned that maybe about 40% at least are going to have a success rate on this, on their, on their migraine. So my question was, is would they get a chance to, I mean, if a chiropractor has this in their clinic, he can probably have them try it if they're having their migraine at the time of the visit to see if they might respond. Like that would be the question or those are different couple of different things. You know, if there's a way to get them to try it first, do they buy it? How does like, so how do all the economics and the treatment work around it? Sure. So, you know, we've been out for a few years and we've tried to kind of understand what's going to work best for the different audiences. In this case, the chiropractic community. Now we've mm-hmm. seen there's kind of two different approaches, one, which we call G concierge. And that's mm-hmm. where the chiropractor office controls the system. We provide them with the devices and they can rent it. They can lease it. They can sell it because we don't understand your business as well as you do. So we let the chiropractor decide how to do that. And that way they can also customize things for the region of their country they're in, up to an including Mm -hmm. price. Certainly we always make in that situation a demo device available because you're right, Jackie, if a patient comes in with a migraine attack and they're not sure what this is, this is new, It's great for them to be able to try it in the office. And that's been the source of many success stories. There are some offices that say, that's not for me. And then we call it GC Direct, where you go online, we'll help you find a way to get a prescription and get it shipped directly to you. And then what kind of cost? Because I'm thinking like, whenever I hear it, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I'm like, okay, what what is the cost on this? Because I'm sold. If I had any of this, I know I've got people who... Their whole life is pretty much on hold, depending on if they've got a migraine or not. Right. So So, as I said, we don't control the price for individual offices. What we can say, if you want to go outside of an individual office, it should never cost more than $200 a month. Never, ever. And of course, what we have seen 
is if someone finds out that it's working for them, we make one year and three year, our kind of longest term device we've tested and investigated lasts for three full years. When you get out to a three-year device, you're typically not going to be paying more than $100 or less per month. So chiropractors are typically treating migraine patients of all sorts, and there's a standard kind of doses schedule based on the studies, you know, like three times a week for a month adjustments. And the goal there is to oftentimes, sometimes you'll eliminate them completely. Sometimes there's no change. And sometimes, you know, most most often reduce frequency, reduce severity. So definitely sounds like a very important adjunct to anyone who's treating patients in that way. So can you talk a little bit about what other applications this may hold in store for patients? I mean, there's we're living in this epidemic of neurodegenerative conditions that are kind of lurching towards us as time moves forward. Do you see any other applications? What kind of studies have you been able to identify that imply there might be an effect? So we that's one of the fortunate things about our device, the Gamma Core Sapphire non-invasive DNS, is that there have been many clinicians, chiropractors, neurologists, gastroenterologists, virologists, who've always wanted to study the vagus or treat the vagus. Our device is the easiest way to do that. Again, you don't have to do the surgery. So, you know, it's almost hard to pick what is most interesting, but in thinking of your audience in the world of the chiropractic medicine, what we hear the most from chiropractors are Tell me if you have, there's any hope you could work in something like long COVID. Can you do something with the gut and gastroparesis and nausea? And then maybe things such as post-traumatic stress disorder. And in all of those areas, we have significant studies completed or ongoing. In order, right now, that small medical group in Rochester, Minnesota, known as the Mayo Clinic, they decided to do a study with our device that they're funding on their own because it was that important to them to look at the ability of NBNS to treat the symptoms of long COVID. So that study is underway. We've had a couple of publications about why we might work in that area. But when you think about it, some of those people have head pain. Some of uh-huh. them have brain fog. Some of them have confusion. Some of them have gastric disorders and distress. Uh-huh. So it's a reasonable mechanistic approach. And obviously, if the Mayo Clinic believes it, you know, we wanted to support them in their efforts. The next area would be nausea, nausea either in gastroparesis or some of the nausea that comes with things like diabetic autonomic neuropathies. Now, we have had a publication from Stanford where they looked at nausea in patients with gastroparesis. That was an open-label study that was positive. Very recently, Johns Hopkins concluded a study, meaning they finished enrollment. We're now looking at the statistics, but the top-line results look promising. So that should be published in the next, you never know, but let's say within six months. So that's, we're getting to the point where with two or three completed studies, we'll probably begin thinking about bringing that to the FDA. And of course, though, as you said, chiropractors may see this, that could be a benefit of using the device anyway. And then in this area, a a nice side effect is we've we've seen that. You ask in every study, did anything else happen besides taking care of the migraine pain? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, my stomach felt a bit better. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you know, in today's world, another kind of unfortunate kind of a side effect of COVID is the post-traumatic stress disorder diagnoses are going through the roof. And it's actually not even most common in the military. It's most common in the household. And we've had about three completed studies already with two more going on. Again, going back to what the Vegas does of calming down the system. 
So mm-hmm. Emory has published studies, UCSD has published studies, and we have two studies going on right now, each targeting over 100 patients, and I think that could give us the answer. Wow. Now, I wanted to jump in with a couple more questions, if I may, because I wanted to check, and in the article when I was reading it too, I wasn't, and I'm not sure, but is it clear like with the Gamma Core, is this a TENS technology? Is it laser? I wanted to find out what kind of stimulation is it. It didn't say. Yeah. I know it's on top of the skin, so it's not invasive, but I wanted to find out, is there anything more, a better of an explanation? Sure. Well, it, it is an electric nerve stimulation. Okay. Now, of course, the debate is, does that make it a TENS device? Right. And right. You know, <laughs> the, the CMS would like it to be a TENS device because then they wouldn't have to pay for it. But fortunately, we went to them and said, you know what? We are not a TENS device, and here's why. A typical mm-hmm. TENS device says right in its instructions for use to not be used on the net because they can't control oftentimes the power of the electrical signal. Number okay. two, TENS devices typically, now we're going to get inside the beltway, it's a square wave. That hurts a bit more because it has more time at a lowest level of impedance against the skin. So it hurts. We have a sinusoidal wave that has been kind of smoothed out going within 40 millisecond bursts so that it doesn't hurt. So we do go through the skins tracking, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. in the way a TENS device does. But it is okay. handheld. You put it up mm-hmm. to your neck. You turn it on. Two minutes later, it beeps. You're done. You do one more stimulation. Why do you do two in a row rather than just one long stimulation? People at Harvard showed that depolarizing the nerve two times in a row was better than one long time. So that's what's been nice and goes back to my kind of background. You try and do, you work with good partners to see where the science takes you. Okay. This is amazing. I've got so many questions. So Dr. Joe, you'll have to stop me after like my third one. (laughs) So my next one. So when you mentioned that about depolarizing the nerve, so I guess that's my question too. Do we know if it's just numbing the inner the communication system, or is there a suggestion that it's actually healing? That's the question I always have too. So interestingly, w- w- so it's a really good question, Jackie, because I, the nerve doesn't appear to have a dysfunction. It's okay. not that your nerve isn't working, but that right. in your when someone is sick, that is the natural condition for their body. So they go to Dr. Mm. Joe because something isn't working for them. It's consistently off. So when the mm. body the vagus nerve, let's think of it as like a sonar or a radar scan. And it's looking mm-hmm. out there and it sees all these thunderclouds and weather, but it says, well, that's always what it looks like here. I'm not going to respond. So when I say depolarize, we go in and we flip the switch. We turn on the vagus nerve saying, I don't care that it looks normal to you. It's really not. <laughs> we need you to turn on. We need you to balance your neurotransmitters. We need to decrease pain. We need to improve gut motility. And you know what? If I was arguing that one drug could do all those things, you would rightfully kind of squint at me and say, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But we're hooking on to the body's nerve system. We are self-treating self. That's why I'm more optimistic about these different studies we're doing. Eric, we talk about the vagus nerve all the time in chiropractic. So, I mean, it's nothing foreign to our profession. And as a matter of fact, this is actually the second interview we've had on the topic, but it's different different approach, definitely. And this is more uh, symptomatic and direct, right? Versus other other adjuncts. And they all really work together. So I find it fascinating. Please, Jacqueline, continue with your well, barrage of questions. Only got, no, only, only about like two more. <laughs> so one was going to be now, is, you, is it, because you even mentioned how this can help with gut, long COVID, PTSD, of course, migraine. The question being is, is it always applied in the same place? Or depending on what you're 
Okay, that's what I wanted to ask. So is it kind yeah. of the same place every time? It's, yeah, it's always applied in the same place. And that leads to another question. Because if you go in and type online, vagal nerve stimulate, you're going to see all sorts of interesting options. There's mm-hmm. going to be devices that want you to wrap it around your head like a bandana and go for a jog. There's auricular devices which pop in the ear. And, well, everyone likes that idea. We can hook it up into our AirPods. But, mm-hmm. you know, for better or for worse, the vagus nerve has about 3 to 5% of the fibers in the ear. It's got about 90% of the fibers in the neck. So we treat okay. right here in the neck. We hook okay. in on that superhighway section, the Autobahn or I-95, depending on where in the U.S. you are, whatever your near, nearby highway is, and the signal goes right into the brain. We've mm-hmm. looked at that. It doesn't first go down into the body. The signal goes straight up into your brain, activates the different centers mm-hmm. of the brain that are involved in all these illnesses, and then mm-hmm. the brain says, okay, I get it. You've activated me. I'm now going to send my signals down throughout the body. And that goes to Dr. Joe's point. We have found, interestingly, that the chiropractic community is probably a little bit more kind of facile with the vagus than perhaps sometimes my dear brethren in the field of neuroscience, because we want the solution to be in the brain. It has to be driven by the brain. So we kind of struggle a little bit to see that this nerve is coming up and telling us what to do. Um, but of mm-hmm. course, that's getting back to that that holistic approach to medicine, mm-hmm. which is becoming more and more possible. Mm-hmm. Well, and let me just jump in and tell you something, because to me, then, if it's applied in the same place all the time, the great thing for a chiropractor is he doesn't have to, it sounds to me like he wouldn't have to go to take hours upon hours of courses to be able to offer this as an adjunctive. Like, for example, if this is a patient who's not responding to conservative chiropractic care, and they're still having things, then this is a great little adjunct that you can add on and a caveat to continue to keep offering because the idea is that we want to keep experimenting until we fix the problem. Yeah, so. it's, it's very straightforward to use. I use it myself every day. And you also, you know, what, what our, our team can help train the chiropractic office when the patient gets the device and we all know they go home and they're like, what did you tell me to do, Dr. Joe? And right. I like, remember... We have live customer service that's actually part of our team because when you're a little group or a little company or a little practice, you don't often get the attention of the big guys. So we have our own team of nurses and providers mm-hmm. back in New Jersey, most of them. Mm-hmm. And so we'll set up a Zoom call with people, et cetera, to make sure they're using the device as intended by their chiropractor. Well, and then that leads to, I think, my last question or maybe my last two questions. One being then, is this only available through professionals or can they get that would the patient be able to get this on their own or is it right now only going through professionals right now it's only available by prescription so you either have to get it through a prescription you know we we had an online setting but prescription only now that could change at some point in the future but right now we like to have it controlled by the professionals and that's what says we have to do does cms pay for it you mentioned that i mean are they reimbursing for this type of technology CMS is looking at it. They first distinguished that we are not a TENS device, and now they're going to set their price. So we'll see that, what that looks like. You know, interestingly, in migraine, the CMS population isn't the largest part. But if we move into areas like Parkinson's, PTSD, and others, that will become an increasingly important part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, then, and my last, last question for you on my angle was going to be because I'm always looking at, from the patient's standpoint, all of their obstacles so my last question would be, is there any downside? I know this is since it's available and, and it sounds like it's safe enough to be used on the neck. That's a really great caveat. Is there, as far as the research goes, the history and the existence of it, is there a downside or any harm that they could be doing with it? 
you know, I always like to do the knock on wood or plastic or whatever my desk is made of. So we have not seen any significant device related effects in well over a thousand patients in well controlled studies. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're sometimes, you know, a smart person might go, you're stimulating the vagus. Are you going to cause strange heart issues? We're not. Right. We have one tenth the amount of energy necessary to trigger the heart fibers. We've been studied in the hospital. We, we don't have any significant effect on blood pressure. So if you've got a pacemaker, another piece of big implanted electrical equipment, probably not where I want to go. If you've got metal right around where you're treating, something to think about because you're putting in an electric signal. But if you're a normal patient, even if you have something like high blood pressure, but it's controlled, we've not seen any significant side effects. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, Jackie, of course, is treatment lasts for a grand total of four minutes. Anything mm-hmm. fuzzy you might be feeling when it happens is done when you stop. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I always wonder too, when we talk about microwaves, cell phone waves, you know, all this radiation that works, but the, you mentioned the ear pods, I, like anymore, you can't escape it. The Wi-Fi. I'm thinking of the just the electric current that we're constantly barraged with all the time. Right. So yeah, no, we've not seen anything there, and and you know our current you know is applied directly at the neck. You use an electrode gel. It's not you know your little Jergens hand cream. It's a special conducting gel that we provide with our device, and that mm-hmm. conducts it. As you would imagine, the electricity diffuses pretty quickly once it comes in contact with your skin. That's another nice thing. The patient controls the amplitude or the strength of their stimulation themselves, because mm-hmm. a thin person is going to be different than a larger person or someone with a beard. They're going to have their own custom, you know, kind of level mm-hmm. of stimulation. Oh, that is a good question. I hadn't even thought of, do they feel, can they feel it? Can they feel yeah, anything? You do feel it. It's, a, it's got the first time, you know, it's a, it's a different sensation. I kind of equate it to that cat kneading on you going tingle, tingle, like need, need, need. Once you get up to the right level, typically most patients, after they've gotten enough energy to stimulate the vagus, if you look at your neck, you see what comes next, your mouth. As you increase the energy, you might see the bit of a lip pull, which is a kind of showing that you've activated nearby muscle fibers. And at that point, that says you've already gotten enough. You've already stimulated your vagus. Keep it at that level until it beeps and you're done. Awesome. Very good. Well, Dr. Joe, you can go back to your regularly scheduled questions. <laughs> very good. Very good. No, just one last question, Eric. Are you now, you obviously have a vast amount of knowledge about the vagus nerve and its effects and neurology. So are you the developer of this device or did you originally think of the technology? Oftentimes we deal with the the experts on the technology with in chiropractic. That's, that's just kind of how it works out. You're at the forefront of all of this stuff. You have that experience in the pharmaceutical industry and now uh, translating that into this the project. So what's your how's your involvement? It sounds like you've been doing it for a while. I've been doing it for about a decade, but I was brought in by two of the company founders, JP Errico and Dr. Peter Statz. They were the ones who said, you know what, we got to do something to take the Vegas out of the operating room and into the mm-hmm. clinical setting. It's interesting. I remember quite clearly when I met with them the first time I said, they said, we've got a vagal nerve simulator that could be used, you know, right on your neck. I said, where's your surgery suite? They said, you don't need a surgery suite. And the right. first thing, it's funny. The first thing they did is they did a percutaneous effort where they stuck a needle into your skin. But then mm-hmm. we got to this fully non-invasive form, you know, and I think they brought me on because I had the clinical experience and had developed, you know, done the studies and had the contacts to kind of bring these into these different areas we're exploring today. 
Cool. Great. Great. They chose a great representative. Very good. Well, is there any other application or or comment that you wanted to make regarding chiropractic, its usage, your, your experience within the chiropractic profession up to now? Yeah, I think we've covered what, what, what I think would be the critical areas for the chiropractic community. The only other area, there's kind of two kind of little tidbits I'll leave. Uh-huh. Um, one, which is more on the medical side, and, and I hope you guys don't see a lot of it, but it's in the area of substance abuse and opioid use disorder. You know, Emory, Georgia Tech, City University of New York, Johns Hopkins completed a pilot study that showed we decreased withdrawal symptoms within that first week when people can't even begin long-term therapy because they're in acute withdrawal. And just from a medical perspective, from a, a in the United States today, we've got an issue with opioids. And wow. something non-drug that could complement it is fantastic. And then the other area, just to kind of put a, a pin in it, to look at it for the future, is uh-huh. our military is always looking for things to kind of enhance the performance of soldiers and operators. They've published one paper and are working on others saying, can we help people training in difficult environments, decreasing their fatigue, improving their efficiency and their recall? So not a day-to-day complaint coming into the chiropractic office, but we all know when they come in, they're saying, this condition, my migraine or my stomach upset is keeping me from operating as best I can. And what can you do for me, Dr. Joe, that's going to help take away these issues? That's why I think GammaCore is going to offer increasing benefits in the future. No, oh, outstanding, outstanding. It sounds like you guys have just a tremendous amount of projects you're working on, and I'm looking forward to hearing how it develops in the future. Eric, I, please send me uh, your next article whenever you have one ready. Jacqueline, is there anything else before we wrap this up that you want I to I think cover? I just want to make sure then for, obviously, in close, everybody knows to look to the American Chiropractor for your article to see it in print. If they want to find out anything more, is there any place to follow you online? Is there any, so you know, yeah, we just, we just started. You know, I've got those two. I've got my two. I got my 19 and my 21 year old daughter. So they've been telling me I needed to get into the 21st or yeah, 21st century. Yep. So myself, I kind of operate our medical affairs tagline, which is at or, or electrical underscore med. I also go under the term of at real NVNS. And then, you know, on the regular website, gammacore.com or electrocore.com will help people find out anything they need. And anyone out there listening, you know, in your pure chiropractic community who took advantage of reading this month's issue of American Chiropractor, mm-hmm. reach out to us any way you can. We'll make sure you get set Okay. Well, Perfect. email those for us too. So that if, yeah. we, if we don't, if we didn't get them spelled out correctly, we want to make sure to include that also so that we can keep in touch with you between your additions here in the American Chiropractor. So Sounds looking good. forward to seeing you. And Thank also, you very much. I should say one last thing too, to give credit to, we did get to, I think I first saw the Electrocore and the this unit, I discovered it probably earlier this year at a Parker seminar. Yep. And I think I just saw you guys again at the FCA trade show at the, mm-hmm. at the vendor hall. So I don't know if um, you're participating much in upcoming events, but it is something to look for in the vendor halls too, right? Yep, yep. We will be at many of those. Okay, super. We'll keep in touch. Thank you so much for taking the time today and keep up the great work. Thanks. Thanks for your interest.